Welcome to the People-Powered Community Podcast, where we dive into the inspiring stories of go-to-market professionals who have leveraged their skills to create strong and lasting connections within their community. Get ready to be inspired and learn how you too can harness your business superpower for good. Hello, and welcome to the People-Powered Community Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Greenwood, founder and CEO of Chief Evangelist Consulting. And we're live with a new episode today with the founder and CEO of Reviting. Uh, welcome to the show, Jesse Lezak. Thank you so much, Leslie. I'm really grateful to be here. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, so Jesse and I um, met through, I think, an introduction. Fran from Hark yeah. tagged me in some post and nominated me for Whiskey Wednesday, which honestly, I didn't know what it was at the time, but now I've listened to a couple and they're great fun. And Karen and the SAS kids are amazing. Um, and I, so afterwards I told someone, I'm like, yeah, I just got booked on this thing called whiskey wins. And he's like, how'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, Oh my God. I'm like, Oh, this is a big deal. I'm so excited. Really? So that's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, you're like super popular. So I was like, yeah, let me go on there. But it was fun. Well, thank you. I'm glad you had a good time. I did. I did. I did. And I've been, I know we'll get to this later, but I've enjoyed being in your community and, you know, hanging out in there and, um, you know, just meeting some really great, really great people. So, well, tell us a little bit about you, like um, where, where you've come from, what you're doing now. And, um, you know, give us, give us a little bit of Jesse. Sure. Well, I was born and raised in Moline, Illinois, so small town on the Mississippi River, um, and you know, kind of went to college um, and was really involved in student government, actually. And that was how I ended up just getting my tuition covered. And um, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I ran for the board of trustees, got elected, and then my tuition continued to be covered. So I just stayed through and got a master's degree. Um, until I was done with that. And during that time, I was really politically active in college. And so I started off as a press intern um, for Senator Durbin on the Hill. And really the way I even got there was I was, you know, president of the college Democrats and I was um really active in the 2004 election to get Obama elected to Senate in Illinois. And um then in 2006 was when I interned on the Hill for Senator Durbin. But Senator Obama at the time um, was also a senator. So it was just a really great time to be involved in politics, to be able mm -hmm. to see someone with as much momentum as Barack Obama. Then from there, I was working for some nonprofits. I worked for Al Gore's Repower America in Kansas City. And um, from there, it was just different, you know, because it was campaign. So there was always an end date. So the, for Repower America, we were trying to get clean energy legislation passed. Um, and so I was just kind of living that like nomad life of mm -hmm. going from campaign to campaign. My issues were always either the environment or women. Um, and then once I got to California, um, married, you know, for love and, and went to California to follow my husband and tried to continue to do the political thing out there. And I, I did do it for a little while and I was living in, you know, right outside Oakland. So it was Union City close to the Silicon Valley, lots of tech companies around. And I had been successful with social media in politics, and I'd been successful with email marketing in politics. 
And so I took those skills and started working for tech companies. And one of the first companies was a digital signage company. And I was a social media managing marketer, social, social media manager, and was really promoted pretty quickly to marketing manager and um, got to do a lot more than just social media and emails. I was doing trade shows and um, this was 2014. So it was still a little bit old school marketing, I guess you could say, Uh, 2015 maybe. But, you know, that was a really great experience. And from there, I got recruited by another tech company. And that was an interesting role because they were acquiring um, different companies. So one of the com- I got to get involved when they acquired a startup that was an SMS app, and they got me involved with it to help primarily with the website and with you know we were going to reposition and, and do a whole new brand. Um, but at that point, there was just other things going on with that startup, so. I ended up getting exposed to billing, support, sales. Um, Standards, startup land. I was the vice president of mail distribution in North America once, which just meant I would live, I walk, uh, sat closest to the door to deliver the mail to people. Yeah, <laughs> See, exactly. So it was just right place, right time. And that was how I ended up being able to climb the leadership was we were selling to other marketers. And I knew nothing about sales. I knew nothing. I didn't know what medic was. I didn't know any of these like sales acronyms. I was just helping other marketers set up automated text messages. Um, and I knew that if I could help them automate it, then there was more volume and then sales would be easier and they wouldn't want to set that back up. So, um, I just got successful at inbound and I got successful at sales and, um, climb my way through leadership there and, from there, that was really where I really decided, like, I really just wanted to do marketing. And that's what brought me to here today and focusing on personal brands. Awesome. Well, tell us how you um, started uh, Repeting. Like, what was the impetus um, for that? And, and tell us more about that company. Absolutely. So Reviting, it, it, we didn't know what it was going to be. So it started off as like a co, it was co-created by myself and Eddie Bannum. We didn't know what we wanted to do or if we were even going to do anything. But what we really wanted to do was just start going live on LinkedIn and hanging out with some friends, you know? And so we were like, well, let's just put Reviting on hold and we'll just start going live. So in the beginning, Whiskey Wednesday was Eddie and I going live every Wednesday. And, um, you know, things just changed and... Um, we, we had a great time for a year, you know, we, we brought in a lot of different guests, but what it came down to is like, I don't, we just never really fully agreed or got behind one idea with Reviting. And so, you know, once things got a little more serious, um, he already had his own company. He already had EB3, you know? And so the efforts he were putting in, it was just, you know, it made sense that he would go, you know, work with EB3. And I just was like, well, I'll do what I'm going to do with Reviting. Um, so I went and opened up an LLC and um, defined Reviting as a LinkedIn agency, um, which really, I think, you know, the long-term goal is a B2B marketing agency, like the premier B2B marketing agency. Because um, already I offer CMO fractional services in addition to LinkedIn, um, done for you LinkedIn services. 
And you told me something about the name when we were talking. So tell me what Rabbit yeah. stands for. I, I didn't put that together, but I love it. So Eddie was a salesperson and I think he's account manager is his title technically. And I was a marketer. And so the conversations we were having were about sales and marketing alignment. And so, you know, we were, I don't know if he would agree to this, so I don't want to speak for him, but, you know, we were talking about, from my perspective, how sales was kind of outdated, you know, and where I had seen success had been only inbound. So I could only speak from my own experiences and I'd done sales, but it really wasn't real. I didn't know all the sales acronyms and I wouldn't have called myself a salesperson, but I was selling high ticket. Um, and it was just because I was helping people and I was bringing them inbound. So they were finding us on the internet. They were finding us on G2. There was no cold calling. There was no outbound. So I had this perspective, you know, like that you don't need that stuff. So we would like, that was how Whiskey Wednesday grew. It was like sales is more about revenue. You know, it's like, because market, your best marketers are really salespeople and your best salespeople are really marketers. So him and I would have these conversations where I think, you know, we talked about revving as revenue and marketing. And so that became revving. That's awesome. I think, um, especially now in the world of social selling, you know, which is yeah. like marketing, you know, that, that is your marketers, really your salespeople who are really good at marketing, um, just living out loud on LinkedIn and other platforms now and seeing a huge, you know, if they're done well, of course, seeing huge results from also lets them kind of like be their authentic. The ones that are really good are just so much their authentic selves. Um, and yeah. I love that they bring that, you know, to the table, to the table as well. Um, so let's uh, talk a little bit about your superpower. So I have my take on what I think your superpower is just from, you know, our very limited interaction. So I'm, it's, I'm not going to make you claim it. Um, but you know, tell us what you tell us about your superpower and kind of how it, how it came to be. My superpower and how it came to be. Hmm. I guess I'm an entertainer. Um, I would say, and so maybe that's how I'm able to help bring people inbound as a marketer for one. And then also how I'm able to captivate them once they come like with whiskey Wednesday, they're not just leaving impressions. They are there engaging. And, you know, that's by design. And we try to encourage their engagement to keep them there. Um, cause that's the goal is we want them to be captivated. So I'd say, you know, I was, I was always the lead in the musicals. I started off playing piano when I was three years old. I did dance class. I was always just like a, a show person, you know, I was, I'm introverted and extroverted. So it can sometimes be surprising for people, but when I can plan out my, being extroverted, then I take it very seriously. And I, I can be an actress. I can be, you know, I can really put on a show. Um, but I'm awkward because I also like to be introverted, which yeah. is good for me. And I think that's where I find my success because I'm able to get a lot of things done. Um, so I think, yeah, I would say entertainer is my superpower. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you've already told us kind of where that came from, you know, that is something that, that drive to kind of like, you know, be out there and be in front of people. And, you know, I could obviously see that very much in Whiskey Wednesday. Like you are on and it just, it feels so natural. I mean, I didn't know that, honestly, I had no idea that you, you know, entertaining or being on stage was something you had done. I just like, oh, she's got a lot of energy. 
and, you know, very um, engaging and, you know, brings that to the forefront. I, this is interesting thinking about it because what I was going to say, my impression of your superpower is because I, I, in your community, um, having been a guest of your um, show and um, you just, you are such an, an good engager. Like you engage the community and, you know, sometimes, I mean, you and I both know, we both in communities that you cannot get engaged, engagement for anything. And it's like, it feels like it's, you're sitting on death's doorstep and the way you do it is just so authentic and human. And it really brings out that same thing from the members. So they're not just saying, oh, yes, no, da, 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 da. They're like sharing things. And, um. Like I said, I, I sent you a, a Slack a couple of weeks ago just saying, I just love the way that you're doing this. And I think if I could <laughs> clone a community manager and like make 17 of them and then put them in every single one of my communities that I build, like I'm going to, I'm going to use you. Um, and we're going <laughs> to clone that. <laughs> that means the world coming from you. <laughs> yeah, there's a skill to it. You know, people don't realize how much of a skill like creating engagement, creating you know, content that's engaging, creating connections between members. You can't, you can't just be, you can't be a keyboard jockey. Like there's so much more that yeah. goes into it. And either you, I mean, I don't know if you've thought about it, but like it comes naturally to you or you have to study and have this mind of customer service, customer success. And I don't know, a certain kind of personality that makes, makes that seem natural and authentic. I don't know, but well, thank you. Oh, of course, your superpower of entertaining. So you also mentioned being really good at building personal brands that increase business engagement, boost marketing, and drive revenue. So, like, how do you see those two things um, interacting? Like, how do you see the A plus B, um, or A leads to B, which leads to this really amazing outcome C? Um, honestly, I'll say the, the, I've used the Chris Walker book in marketing, um, of like taking all your web forms on your website and making it required that people tell you how they heard about you and not in a drop down that's pre-filled out, but just allow them to type in messy data. Um, most companies don't like messy data, um, qualitative data. I did qualitative research in when I was getting my master's degree, I interviewed people, and I would transcribe everything they said, and then I would study the trends. And so I think taking that like on a smaller scale and anyone coming in on the website, telling us exactly how they heard about us from their words. And that's how you're going to attribute personal brands. Um, because you will see, and I've seen it over and over again is, and I just shared this on the hype cycle. I was able to be a, a coach on there. And I shared oh, some, no. you know, real qualitative data that they can see, like, here's what the attribution tool says. Here's how HubSpot says they come in. You know, you put a pixel on your website from HubSpot and they'll say they came in organic, direct, referral. Okay, well, then we break down those organic ones. How are they really hearing about you? Well, they'll say they heard about you on a podcast and then they went and Googled you, you know, or they mm -hmm. heard about you on LinkedIn. Like you'll see that over and over again, you know, is um, like you can even like, like when I look at BDXs, um, we'll see LinkedIn, 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 or you know, David's LinkedIn, Jesse's LinkedIn, or deconstructing data, which is our live broadcast and podcast. And so people are hearing about us and connecting with us as humans, 
through these channels. And then, then they're going to look for the website and then they're going to Google, you know, our industry. Um, and so for me, that's how I've connected the dots is through data and just by asking people and not being afraid of messy qualitative data. I love myself some messy qualitative data. Yes. Ask anybody that I've worked with. Like if you, like on a NPS, if you don't ask, not just like, why did you give this? And like, you know, what's the best part of being part of this community? What would you improve? Like those stories are what give you more information than any click button on a thing. You just have to have someone committed to read it. Um, and actually, I'm going to make a note right now because I'm going to go change my contact post yeah. on my website no, it's, after this call. It takes a while because, um, of course, you know, like once you'll start collecting the data and not all the leads that come in are going to close. But once you start seeing people close with that data, then you go look and you see who are your customers. And maybe you don't even just look at your customers. Who are your customers who keep coming back, you know, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. see what what did they put in? How did they first hear about you? And I guarantee you it's going to be LinkedIn or it's going to be from Johnny on LinkedIn, or it's going to be the, whatever podcast you're doing because people connect with people, not brands. I love it, which is also why community is so important because people connect with people and brands can help people connect with people, which then creates this entity between the people and the brand. Well, I'm so glad you said that, Leslie, because honestly, the way I get activity on LinkedIn is through community. LinkedIn gets all the credit. Yeah, but it's not, it's not, yeah, they're the, they're the manner in which, but it's the community that. The community. Yeah. That's amazing. So let's, well, I have one more question before we wrap up. And that is, as you think about your superpower um, and, you know, there's someone else out there and they're in sales or marketing or, you know, another field and they're like, oh, I love being on stage or I love entertaining. Like how would you, what's one tip that you could give them that they could think about how to use that to better their career or their life? I like it. I would just say, create your own stage. That's what I've done. Um, You know, we live in an age now where you don't have to go try out. You can just go make your own. So that's how I see StreamYard is I just created my own stage. And the other really important thing is you can't be afraid to fail because you're going to fail. Yeah. The first few times you go live, it probably won't even go live. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just be ready to fail. And as long as you are okay with being a little embarrassed from time to time from messing up, that's it. That's how I approach being uh, a guest on a podcast. And then eventually now hosting my own and you are on my fifth um, interviewee. So yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm all about being open about failing, but okay. So I have this, you probably can't see it, but back up here, I have like three things. You probably can't read them, but they're like, they're one liners that I've gotten from the four people that I've talked to on the podcast so far and that I've written down. So I'm like, I want to take this away. And so I'm taking away, I'm be writing this will be back on my board is create your own stage. So thank you for giving that to me because that will now live on my board so that I can also remember it. Um, Well, Jesse, this has been such a terrific episode. I really appreciate you taking your time to share your story and your your superpower with your listeners. Um, You can connect with Jesse on LinkedIn. Um, Give us what's your, um, is LinkedIn the best place to find you or where else should we check you out? Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn or at jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E at reveting.com. All that will be in the show notes. 
and I believe my dog is barking. So it is time to say goodbye, everyone. And until next week, we will talk to you later. Thank you so much, Leslie.